Welcome back to my lovely IHP community. We have some enlightenment time. And I want to start us off with the fact that I did a lovely 3D, 4D, 5D reaction to 3D, 4D video. If you didn't notice, it's a three minute one, I think, or is it a one minute one? I forget, three minute. I use the term snake oil and describe it. And, and then I talk about how moving forward, you know, the dismantling of 3D, 4D mindset and areas of um, what concepts they bring forth. So a 5D person, an enlightenment soul age person, we're beyond the spirituality stuff. Okay, so here I'll use another person. I saw this dude, he wrote, how self-improvement ruined my life. And I'm like, huh, that's interesting. The picture of the guy looked like a person who was marooned on an island. So they chose a very specific type of picture to match the whole it ruined my life and then they go on to talk about how they left city life gave up alcohol gave up all their friends gave up who they are and basically lo and behold i'm a new person and here's where shame cycle people go and i don't mean it in a any way except for only shame cycle people actually don't know how to be themselves because they feel disgusted by being themselves because there is an interruption in their restorative embodied self. What does this mean? It means they have a disconnect from their head and their body as a human being. Thank you, somatic experts. And somewhere there was an interruption of their actual natural way to be able to grow out of narcissism, because we all will have this narcissistic, I forget what they call it, but we all have it. But when you get yelled at for pretending to play Superman, and then there's not a repair to that rupture, you will have a feeling, which is a posture, which cowers down in shame. And in your body, you'll feel ashamed of yourself. And it's a feeling because our evolutionary psychology, lovely people, share with us how way back when with lions, bears, and tigers, aha, the strong people would be the ones who we would cower down to and, you know, make sure they keep us in the tribe. We'd be scared about leaving the tribe. Oh, I'm so ashamed of me. And so... The same posture happens to a child who's playing Superman and then gets yelled at because some parent doesn't know how to handle their own implicit memory stuff when they get frustrated for whatever reason because they're annoyed by their kid playing. And so they decide, I'm going to discipline you and make sure you don't play. And they think they're not doing anything wrong. And, you know, it's not about them always being, oh, great job, but it is about them repairing the fact that they just basically out of their own frustration yelled at their kid who's being a kid who's playing and made them feel disgusted because that's how they will feel for having pretended to play Superman. These are different descriptions from different one of my lovely attachment research people who know about this stuff and that's where a person who will feel disgusted with being themselves has a shame cycle. I feel sorry for that person. And I feel sorry that whenever I try to support certain people with knowing that it's okay to be yourself, that their implicit memory, their shame comes up. And then they're actually using their temperament with me, with a tone and a mannerism. And they're locked and loaded only in their left brain, by the way, because their right brain's taken over by the minute with their own shame cycle stuff, which equals, no, I can't be me because... I don't feel good in my body to be me because that's how I was made to feel as I was growing up. But I won't be aware of that because I'm going to say emotions are something that are stupid and unnecessary or whatever, or they're ruling. I'll say a lot of things. I hear it all over the place. Okay. Or I hear about the, let's go back to our lovely monotheistic religions, shall we? So again, it's not the belief in supernatural. No, no. I, I'm looking at it from a uh, political science major's perspective of I learned about what these institutions represented way back when and I'm an adult now who has grown into a person who uses my brain very effectively integrated might, might I add because I use my left and right equally and actually I'm always very clear on the patterns of the patterns and the holes and the holes and the parts and yada 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 as so much so that now that I know what transference is of people who don't work with their Implicit memory, I can remember every time I've been snapped at for no other reason except for some person doesn't know how to handle their own narcissistic little part of their two-year-old, five-year-old and wants to decide that, oh, I'm going to discipline you and show you how to be a person because that's what the emotion that arises 
long story short, I don't even want to get into that so much because honestly, a person who can't tell that feeling disgusted about being yourself is an issue is a person who's not looking to self-improve, by the way. But there's so many people that are in this shame cycle. Thank goodness they're out there helping those who might want to get to a new version of themselves. Excuse me. So I'm not in the new version of yourself. I'm in the let you be yourself and know why you don't want to be yourself. And let me let you in on a little secret. This restorative embodied self experience is very easy peasy for some of us. I do understand that for others it's not. And, you know, call it whatever you want. Don't call it, uh, I was made this way because of some entity that doesn't exist because it's all a big ball of energy. Luckily for me, I'm a light worker who's in the Enlightenment Soul Age Group as a mystic. I know my lives and I know where I'm headed tomorrow, meaning in the future. So I actually channel guidance for reason. And so, yeah, I, I know where I come from and I know the relationship with this big ball of energy. In fact, what makes me laugh inside is the fact that the enlightenment soul age people don't have some fear of some entity coming to curse us or bless us <laughs> this is not the relationship that we will have known with any entity whatsoever let alone the all-knowing all-powerful in fact our relationship is quite quite beautiful because we were not shamed as infants or we didn't feel shame however you want to put it i told my mom at three hey don't spank me and when she did the one figure that as a three-year-old, I'm supposed to be like, oh my God, I'm going to die. I went to make my suitcase and I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Anyone who is going to be in the Enlightenment Soul Age Group is most likely right here where I am sharing with somebody else a similar story of, yeah, <laughs> you know what happened today? It was fucking awesome because we don't have anything crappy to say about life except for, wow, there's a lot of people that really don't like life. My gosh, where can we turn to find some essence of life people already? Especially since once you're dead, you're dead. You don't know where you're going to go. Uh, there you go. So long story short, uh, I'm kicking in with some humor here. But when it comes to the religious stuff and the spiritual stuff and the spirituality stuff, these are all very beautiful. They're part of our history. They're part of humanity. They're in a space of transmutation because we have science and technology that reveals to us how we evolved. And I know that the 4D community likes to talk about reptilians and the, you know all that other stuff, and I get it. I, get, I actually know exactly where they're going and how they're mismatching information. We'll get to that some other time. Right now, though, what I want to share is the videos. I plan on doing a little bit more as we move forward. So I did this 3D, 4D, and 5D reactions. You can check it out if you want. And on that note, uh, when we move more and more into 5D-ness, there will be a different uh, spectrum to evaluate. And that won't involve storytelling because we have the science that helps us to continue to exist in a infinite space well it's not so infinite i think they say they don't know how to see beyond the in, the like the, the infinite but it's right now we know dark matter and dark energy and dark energy is moving everything far apart and so the last star will go poof and we will die in darkness so whatever life form will continue to exist i am very much aware at this point that the people who are channelers who keep talking about their conspiracy stuff it's because they're not aware that the future will be darker because stars and galaxies the way that those who study them say it's going to go is that they get dimmer and dimmer because as they move farther apart the galaxies from each other there's no more opportunity to create gases and that's what you know something about gases and <clears throat> and you know here's where when you think of the term oneness consciousness and separating into two and you look at what they think is that Big Bang, even though there's a whole different way they talk about it, but if you're a person who's able to sit grounded in these pieces of information, you see the connection. You see how life begins with energy and then it ends and how particles and different gas particles create different gas particles that then create matter in, in basic biology. I know people don't want to go down that path because they essentially haven't accepted that there's nothing after life. And for me, I believe in a lot of things, but I did accept that no matter what I will believe in, when I die, I won't be Maria anymore. And to this day, <clears throat> I don't like that, not even a little bit. It doesn't make me laugh 
It doesn't make me cry, although it does make me sad. But it's one of those things that I actually thought all people would learn to accept. And when I say all people, I mean humanity, like everyone. But what I realize is more and more people actually have not. And here's where it's not about self-improvement. If you're moving into an expanded consciousness version of yourself, it's actually about uncovering this self of yours, not in a hypothetical way. An actual evolutionary psychology shares with us. This is where Patrick McNamara was sharing a video on the dangers of religion. I shared it on our YouTube channel with other clips, but you can hear his voice. And as he describes, religion is one losing its status because people don't feel represented by mean human beings. Uh, and they're not mean because they're evil. They're mean because they're in a self-preservation mode of fight against groups that are not part of their group. So they're actually rigid minds. They're adaptive children who have cognitive dissonance and confirmation bias, and they have ways to justify their mannerisms and their actual grandiosity presence attracts people who have shame cycles. This is why whether they are male or female, when I see educators who are like pieces of rock, I'm like, damn, another one. Uh, and I'm always like, uh, how many people are going to be this person's followers? And how many people actually behave like this person? So here's where they're not learning to be themselves. They learn to become whoever it is they look up to. So like the one dude who wants to use this, oh, self-improvement ruined my life to basically say, go live on an island, give up your alcohol, give up everything. Oh, and let's call it self-improvement and the parts of you that die and the friends that die away, meaning let me cancel you person who has nothing to do with me anymore. Like all the ways he was presenting this, I'm like, dude, you should have called it spirituality journey, you becoming a monk and isolated and living in a very small commune of the people that are in your group because that's what it's called. You're not a self-improved human being. You're just a human being who chose to specifically live your life in a certain way and now you're calling it self-improvement. If anything, self-improvement is when you move out of being an adaptive child with a rigid mind to a actual adult version of you which is with a flexible, adaptive, coherent, energized, stable mind, which in our science people's realm equals a well-being person by the studies that they're conducting, FYI. So I know yoga can be called yoga science today because of technology. And I am a person who personally has always known the truth behind God and any type of supernatural. They're not supernatural anything. They are if anything, the essence of life, which is not going to be self-destructive. The blinders of humanity, when anyone who keeps on referring to self-destruction being part of the equation actually doesn't know that our emotions stem from our evolution and that they actually came about because we started to create safe environments where we could create emotional connection. And that, that is actually one of those indications because we first had our reptilian brain. That's the, the brain stem is the oldest part of our brain. And that's where your implicit memory, all the important emotions, which people call dumb, but they're not dumb. It's that they have not learned to make sense of the frustration that arises from the nervous system that has a memory of things. And really, it's a, a defense mechanism. So we have fight, flight, freeze, fawn, freeze, pause, flop, drop. Now, the standard that they found at first was only fight-flight in, I think, 1950s, and then they found the freeze in the 1970s or something like that. And they would be the psychology community, the psychotherapy, the community of people who care about people, and not just one note. They usually will investigate all areas, so this is very important. An educator who limits their information to only whoever their leaders are basically is not an educator in my book. They're limited educators, what they are. And they're going to have followers who just want to hear that only section of information. 
I read everything that I can, I listen to all that I can, and when I've come across what are rigid thinkers, because they are actually grandiose, think of themselves as superior to other beings, I can always tell, I really just want to punch them, because that's the instinct for me to say, wow, don't you look down on me, dude, I don't even care what your title is, but uh, don't look down on anyone, it's not just me, it's just the fact that you're a humble human being, and I don't think you have a right to look then I remember, wait, they're that insecure that they need to feel big. There's actually an infant in there that feels that small. So the way that you will treat another is the exact opposite of how you, you know, so here, grandiosity means you feel very small. You have to get dominance over people and you need to look like a rock to scare people off or make them fear you or, again, you've remained in prehistory time and that's really not attractive, by the way, to anyone who has a bit of intellect that's going on with emotional maturity. In fact, it's quite the opposite. Whenever I have any of my male friends who I respectfully disincline to say anything uh, in regards to this area because their ego is so fragile that the minute you would say anything is the minute that they will be reactive already without even being aware of, wait, you know what, let me try to work with my reactiveness hey maria by the way you want to work with me on it for example i'm just saying things that can happen if people actually use their mouth to to talk but it's easier for teenagers who grow up to justify oh i'm doing it because i'm right you know the, the part is that is that intellectually these people didn't grow up to say wait a minute I actually, all on my own, grew up to say, you know, I really don't want to use this tone with my loved ones because I love them and it's not a very nice tone. I mean, I get it. I have reasons for it, but I I think I can do something about it (laughs) since it's my tone. People don't think they can do anything about their emotions because apparently they don't realize. Until now, they're being educated about it. Thank you, somatic and sensory motor therapists, for educating people on how many people don't do confrontation because they are scared of it. Uh, Think rupture means the end of uh, relationships, how the attachment category is very important because if you're avoidant, you're going to just be like, I don't care about people. And your actual inclined attachment, non-secure attachment system is going to want to withdraw because you weren't soothed and welcomed. You weren't taught social skills in a way of being seen, soothed and nurtured emotionally. So there's not been that development Furthermore, your body had to shut down in that first year of life and basically be in control and okay and stiff because I, I'm not going to get what I need. It, it was a, a, a consequence of frustration of not getting the expectant expectancy of contingent communication. And so there's a way that the body will keep the person safe, the infant. And, and so back to emotions, they're actually part of our evolution and their safety behaviors, they're what keep us safe and have kept us safe. When you fight, it's to fight off and to preserve from animals. When you flee, it's to preserve yourself from being eaten or being taken. When you freeze, you're pretending that you are going to die because you're helpless. So you really are, you know, one, you're, you're, you're getting ready. Your body's getting ready to potentially die. But there's also the part of let me pretend and be lifeless. And that way, maybe the prey won't have fun with me because, you know, and this is where not fun in a way of the sadistic people who actually, you know, anytime I watch and I don't watch, but there's these previews of these movies that other people watch, and I don't know. I I really, again, I know people love to talk about art. I don't find it artistic. And Sadhguru ruined, quote-unquote, superhero movies for me because he, he made me realize how they are always cutting limbs off and I'm like wow that's true that that, that's horrible and then you know even with my own joy when I was a kid growing up with action movies I'm like ah there's not really good bad guys I still enjoy movies and some people would consider that something that would be change but it's not change it's that I grew up to see that it's not promoting human evolution it's promoting a way of life And it's not because of the movies, it's because people actually use them as examples of how to live versus get to live their day-to-day in a way that is not the movies. Like, it's it's actually very interesting for me because I don't have less enjoyment from movie time 
I have less enjoyment from seeing people using movies to say that humanity is a certain way when it's not the case. This is a movie. You're not a movie. And, oh, let me spell it out to you. Somatic experts, again, trauma experts. I mean, I really didn't think people didn't know how to grow up with their emotions. But again, we didn't have the breakdown with technology. Now we do. Thank you, technology, for existing. And I'm sure it will keep updating us on things. And our brain will keep on evolving, by the way. The prefrontal cortex is actually, or the cortex is the newest part of the brain. So we evolved to use our emotions not only to save us from predators, but then to exchange with each other. So here's where Russell, what's his name? Russell Colts shares evolutionary processes with our emotional lives indicates that we did not evolve to regulate our emotions. We evolved to co-regulate them through care and connections with other people. And all the studies that look into it, into the well-being of people, and then into dismantling the types of therapies that are effective or not, they just demonstrate how it's important to have secure relationships that uh, would be people who will accept you for who you are as you are you're safe with them they will validate your emotional needs and validate you and that's important because you will feel seen heard and emotionally nurtured and so an avoidant person will not know the benefits of that because they will have that part shut down so they will feel yucky or whatever else can happen if they're aware at some point in some way because they get seen, soothed, validated in ways that is enjoyable. And so their limbic system gets alerted to, wow, this is really nice to have a person or people that I can talk to in my own way, be myself. So they begin to feel what it's like to be in a secure attachment relationship emotionally. And so that's where their right brain begins to be tended to by another person because they're seen, heard in a safe space. They don't feel threatened. And if they are inclined to want to keep following their natural human nature, which is to be in social engagement, they might get there. I say might because most people choose to not shed their protective layer that they use to try and keep from getting hurt. And uh, that's because of people making up teenage excuses out of their sob stories, or people just continuing with, uh, everyone is bad, and so because everyone is bad, where is that one? I'm going to make sure that I leave you before you leave me. Or because everybody's bad, I'm going to cut off every person because I can't trust nobody. And so here's where it ain't ever going to work because rupture means the end. So these therapists have been teaching me that people actually feel this way. And I'm like, wow, okay, this is so interesting because all the adults I know basically talk like this about human beings and none of them, in fact, have moved in any way, shape, or form more enriched in their day-to-day -day life with life. Their energy is on a constant with their narrative, which is uh, people are bad and they should be cut off if they don't do what I want, like my attachment style friend, which has actually ambivalent and they could actually get into better way of doing friendship but they just keep doing this suffering bit without needing to recognize in a way that would allow they choose they choose not to go and get the additional support i mean their answer was i've already done all this it's people people suck there you go it's not me it's not because of me that things don't work it's not because of you that they don't work it's just that I want different things. And so I'm going to go and look for those different things. And here, I'm going to cut you off and I'm going to get new people. And then when it presents itself again, shit, mm, up, inner critic, that doesn't help. Outer critic, that doesn't help. And here's why there's no resolution of a trauma. This is, remains an unresolved trauma, an unprocessed emotional imprint that is staying stuck in time for the pure ignorance of the person to grow conscious of the fact that their rumination and their narrative and their way of emotionally feeling is in the preoccupied if they looked at themselves with compassion same thing goes with avoidant if people looked at themselves with compassion versus say it's normal for me to feel disgust to be myself no it's not it's not normal for you to feel disgust to be yourself 
And here's where not everybody gets that information, which is where I have an issue with those educators who are rigid minds and rigid people. And, you know, uh, again, this is where I love seeing what I'm seeing, which is better educators out there. And they're going to shut down the non-great educators. And when I say shut down, what I mean is they are going to present case after case after case after case after case after case of why that is essentially a mind that is not in the spectrum of intelligence a rigid mind is a mind that is reactive you can tell how it is because of the way they will be presenting their information to you if you're smart so you're stable mature adaptive rational and teachable which those of us who are in the enlightenment soul age of art the people who are not here, that's where hopefully there's going to be enough of us to say, hey, okay, look, we know your, your group is something you feel safe, like that one dude, self-improvement, and all the people who are on board with that, it's like, yeah, that's not self-improvement. Again, you just decided to go live out in the middle of nowhere and do that spirituality stuff, great and dandy, don't bring it here, please. Or anyways, go build your commune somewhere and leave some of us who do know how to enjoy life moderately uh, do life the way of oh i'm not going to cut off my friends because now i've grown different interests oh let me be the asshole who says oh i'm so sorry because my brain's grown let me ignore you now let me define you as an idiot or some shit like that this is all egotistical insecure people who don't know how to be an actual grown-up because a grown-up knows how to choose to be polite and actually a grown-up a functional grown-up is someone who would know how life naturally works and that's why we actually don't do we just be the ones who have a aware predisposition of their own physiology in a way that welcomes what is our nature which is to connect each other will grow closer to people and not the opposite and the ones of us who are in the Enlightenment Soul Age group, we know that we don't have to be in the same state of consciousness to be friends. It's a bullshit way to look at things. And whenever I hear anyone who's talking about alcohol or drugs, I know, okay, you obviously must have had an issue with being exaggerated with it. Some of us know how to manage substances because we don't have suppression oh, let me also be kind and say some people they don't realize that they're suppressing trauma memory and they get into spectrums but you know what those people are getting actual help because they care about themselves so they not only say i'm going to bring about a change they actively bring about the change and they're not going to go telling somebody else not to do something in a rigid form they would actually know enough about validating a person's emotions to help them feel safe enough to be themselves, to be able and be with you. Because if you're shaming them, that ain't going to help them grow up. You're just making them feel more disgusted than they already felt in the first place. This is the part that a mature feminine will never say yes to shaming anyone. And a mature masculine will also never say yes to shaming someone. Because anyone who comes to maturity will realize that that shame which is in hell by the way on our lovely little spectrum here which is equated to uh evil and miserable and blame and devil and all this shit which people love to use it ain't at the devil and it ain't some entity it's a person who didn't have a safe home and they did the best they could their body did it's 2023 can we stop with the narratives of <laughs> these 3d 4d people and the middle people who are modulated so they're still suffering and they don't know what it means to be an actual human yet because modulated embodied are in sympathetic not in ventral vagal they're not in their human nature yet they're in the halfway and they're now yelling and insulting and creating an unsafe environment for men and women and in the middle also and anyone who's yelling is creating an unsafe environment. And they all, by the way, are yelling because they don't know who they are. And it's not because they need to choose to ignore it, which is where the extreme spirituality people, when I hear Sadhguru, love Sadhguru, there are things he says, no, no Sadhguru, I'm sorry. I know that you bring forth your guru-ness, but it's not going to work out because you're not going to help the people that need to hear the psychoeducation so that they maybe will get a shot at moving out of 
areas that yoga will only do part of what you need because you can put into practice your ventral vagal nerve and tone that. You can put into practice being in silence and in the middle of the mountains. You're going to put into practice being alone and it's a lonely space. No, not really because you got your group there. So your cortisol or no, not the, the oxytocin, excuse me. You're going to feel all lovey and dovey because your loved ones love you. But you've just basically been brainwashed to only live in one type of lifestyle is what I'm seeing. That's what I see when I see an extreme person. They've cut out all these other things that are part of life and they call that life. Life is all of what is not just some and it's adult to know how to manage in a way of ownership you can only be an adult if you have secure attachment and you're in a restorative embodied self and this is a functional adult so emotionally speaking you're only that when you can handle your brain stem having implicit stuff come up and you're like oh shit i'm getting pissed right now let me calm the fuck down because i want to let me not justify uh, shaming, blaming, revenging, spiteful. Let me not justify actions that a teenager will naturally justify because a teenager is an insecure teenager, which I didn't agree with in the first place. But just saying, most people that I meet, they were teenagers. They're still teenagers. The ones who actually actively have areas of more suffering, they do two things. Ignore it and become more suffering or not ignore it and become more human. And so the ones that become more human, they learn to say, wow, you know what? It feels really nice to be validated and have a secure attachment person. Someone who has compassion for me. It feels good in my body. And then they might begin to acknowledge, wow, it feels really a little scary too in my body. Hmm. And they might, you know, if they're actually curious about understanding how they work as a person, like, okay. So avoidant has a disconnected self. Ambivalent has an invisible self. They're always preoccupied trying to do everything they can to be always welcome. They were, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get dropped. I'm going to get left. I'm going to get left. So they're actually trying to be the perfect person in a relationship. And the minute that something is broken, that something is ruptured, they think it's the end of it because they begin to get just so anxious. So one is down-regulating their attachment and the other is hyper-regulating, meaning too much. And then we got for the disorganized, it's fragmented. So they have the added not bonus uh, of their defense mechanism. And their safety behavior gets turned on, which doesn't look like something specific. It'll be confusing. And it'll be in a space of, ah, whatever. I do it all the time. It's fine. I'm just going to do it again. Uh, I can't hold myself together. I don't want to decide anything. So they just ignore it because it's that destabilizing. The people who have those areas, I've seen more of them get help at some point when they care in their limbic system about actually building relationships. So either it's because they care about a one-on-one -on -one thing, which is where most people are. And I'm happy for those people that find, you know, uh, monogamy, obviously, is what I'm talking about. Because that's where those individuals, basically, they find their approval, their thumbs up, and their sense of safety, and there you go. And so they grow together, and that's about it. Um, as for Enlightenment Soul Age Group, no, we're... we're not necessarily everyone's a solo poly, but we will be solo as in our own agent of ourselves, our own differentiated self in our thoughts and emotions as a mature person. Because we know what we want, we know what we feel, we know how to speak and we'll say what we think. Because why wouldn't we? And we'll also use our emotions. And it doesn't matter how passionate I get. If you can't handle that, then, you know, again, we'll, we'll try to figure out if there's a level of emotional sensitivity that we need to move away from. And, and we'll learn how to just leave it alone. But obviously, this is where that's going to be a very limited uh, relationship. But it's still a relationship. So we don't cut them off. In fact, what usually happens is uh, we grow to appreciate their personality traits and the aspect of their lack of interest of our interests for example we got plenty of friends that actually <clears throat> they um just share with me random stuff that 
I, I intellectually speaking, don't, don't have um, much interest in, but I appreciate being exposed to an array of humor so that I may maintain a level of, of, of um, social connectedness. Some are better than others, obviously. Some, they begin to send things that are like in the opposite direction of where I'm at. And that's the part where I was like, wow, okay, obviously you're, you're not aware of what my interests are at all. And it, it is something that will be like a little bit taken off guard by, but it's not something that is a good or bad thing. I actually have noticed that people's ego is what rules them, which is where that limbic system actually tells you if somebody is of value to you. And so when you're ignoring a person's intellectual interests and or their emotional anything, uh, an enlightenmental age of person, it's not about God, evil, devil, none of that, shame, none of it. It's, it's really, we'll get the data point. We'll understand that this is the limitation, if you will, or the presentation of what you will want to develop or not develop in our relationship. So we accept what people want to bring to the table because we are in it for the enjoyment of being a part of each other's lives and our enjoyment means your personality as you are my personality as i am unconditionally loving each other with flaws and imperfections we don't have to be attuned all the time in fact here's where edtronics uh, data points uh, the parents need to only be attuned to their child one-third of the time. What's most important is that the parent knows how to repair ruptures. And in fact, a bond that feels reliable that you can count on is what a secure attachment bond is, and it is safe and trusting. And this is where in those relationships, there's an ideal skills. One of, one of many people will have this uh, skills of rupture and repair that happens all the time, and it's normal. And for the Enlightenment Soul Age group, because we are functional adults, we actually, the 5D person, are always able to repair because rupture is not, it broke. No, it's basically, we're not attuning to each other. It's okay, it happens because we're all differentiated selves. So we link and we join, but we don't have to merge doesn't mean the end of the relationship. A secure attachment person is able to know that type of resiliency because they will have had practice in rupture and repair naturally. A restorative embodied self has this naturally and an integrated mind. So a person who's in the enlightenment soul age group or moves into here will be here. You know, you have a, a love cycle or you're out of the shame cycle. You apply that inner growth mindset. And you know, here's where Janina Fisher presents. It's not about continuous harmony in the caregiver-child relationship that, again, develops a type of resiliency with being able to create rupture and repair, to be able to feel safe in your body, to be able to feel safe in relationships. It is actually not having, you don't want continuous attunement. You don't want it to be too misattuned either. You want it to be a little bit of this and a little bit of that. So it's the part of coming back together. It's the repair that creates and strengthens relationships because there's a way of learning. This is a secure bond. I can trust this bond. I can feel safe to be myself here. I can make mistakes and I can learn how to grow up. And so nobody is fleeing or avoiding or reacting, but there's a consistency in being able to communicate intimately. And here's where the enlightenment, again, so age of person easily validates the emotions of our loved ones because we are aware of those fragments from the safety behaviors, the trauma memory, the self and the different types of selves for those who do not have secure attachment or the charge states, we will notice the implicit. It's a, it's, a, it's a specific thing. It lowers the vibration of the person. It creates a mood. So again, your emotions, all of our emotions are part of our evolution. Fight, flight, freeze. These are three ways. And I've read to you also that one other script from this video of the big think or the well where those are ways we consistently evolve to make sure we could stay safe. Right now we're in the co-creative and creator space and the collaboration space and the science supports that our mammalian heritage is to learn and or to have learned how to co-regulate a, a child, an infant that did not have a safe co-regulation experience 
suffers non-secure attachment or disorganized. And so when people in the 4D plane or 3D plane are talking about evil or the devil or they're rigid in their minds and so they're their own adaptive children, they're unforgiving, they're harsh, they're in a shame cycle, shame, blame, guilt, fear, anger. They justify their implicit memory coming up from their brainstem and they're now choosing to use it and to transfer it and it's their insecurity, it's their own hurt, it's their own fear, it's their chosen fear which will present itself in the guise of them not saying. They will say, no, no, I'm disciplining you. No, no, I'm being the right. People from all walks of life, they have the same story. This is why it's really about a person. If you're objective, the word I'm using is if you're objective, because I didn't learn any of this until now, and I still remember as a teenager being objective with my emotions. And again, I have an authoritative parent, my mother. So she was authoritative, which is the right balance, didn't cut me off from my body, didn't make me whine too much. It was none of the more permissive or the authoritarian, no. And in my household, I did have for some time a father figure that was authoritarian, more strict, but my mother was the mother and therefore the lead in the house. And so lo and behold, thank goodness for the mature feminine people in our lives because definitely the masculines that want to create shame are the very very example of what it is not to be an evolved human being they're using a mannerism that is not in our mammalian heritage to be in a space of disconnect from your body is something that has its purpose in the past of our life for reasons that i'm sure are explainable they don't have a reason to be here today we're not living with lions bears and tigers and really what i can say is this if you want to be like a piece of icicle go for it not all people want to be a piece of icicle and by the way it's a very big shame because you don't feel a lot of emotions that you could feel because you're choosing to stay disconnected from your feminine the bodies of feminine and this is why the patriarchal stuff it's not about changing who men are if people are able to present to men the relationship with emotions and not some of the men that I see out there, there's not them. I'm talking about the ones who identify with their own type of um, presence and understand that softness is truly what is manly, but it's not about creating a trending topic. It's actually about talking very down to earth about the aspects of what a masculine type of energy wants to engage in they have a whole different way of play but it's in a way of knowing that compassion needs to dominate it because they will have become enlightened so the mature masculine in the enlightenment soul age group will know of the value and importance of compassion they will have learned how to make proactiveness out of shame but they will know the damage that shame is because it's from our ancestors and we don't need it and it keeps people disconnected in this case the males that identifies males, but even other gender and just people with the masculine energy, it keeps the illusion of this rock needing to be a male when that's not what a human being is because it's not just an energetic imprint. You're a person. Again, evolutionary processes show that people evolve to co-regulate. The part of being rigid is not healthy. It means that you're not at ease in your body. You're in a stressed out body, which is going to make you age sooner. It's a chemistry that isn't going to lead you to health. I can break it down so many different ways. People just hear the word emotion and they think it's all about gooey feeling. They don't actually look into it because, again, they're not interested in becoming a person that helps people or in just learning about it, they're using it as an identifier, which is the huge mistake. And really what I mean by this is they use it to confirm their confirmation bias or their cognitive dissonance. They're taking information to prove points. They're not curious about information. So when you're needing to prove, you're an insecure ego, non-secure. When you are seeking with Krishna Lila, which is what the Enlightenment Soul Adrup does, which is why there are no supernatural entities that can come down and do anything. <laughs> this is where, you know, it was, again, very... I was young and I said, hey, dude, I don't believe in evil. And I remember clearly noting this sense of guilt has nothing to do with this God because God is not going to be destructive these are people talking about this these are people who 
completely have it off because they are spewing and spilling out what is not normal. It's not normal for a person to say, let me try and kill off stuff because death is part of a cycle of life. This is the part that people will justify these sentences to the death of them. And in fact, we will close with the part where when Pat Ogden, I think she's the one who says this whole people are bad. So I'm going to cut you off. That's what I hear with these modulated groups. The ones who are, whether they're in the human stuff, spiritual or spirituality, anyone who's yelling, they're all part of not where we're headed, by the way. So luckily for us, we have smarter people that are leading the way because they actually care about what they do. And the smart people know how to bring together things. Why? Because they actually are able to look beyond their egos because they don't have blind asses. So when I get into Kali mode, I allow Kali to come in because, you know, at the end of the day, it's food for thought, man. You want to grow up, you grow up. You want to be enlightened, you can easily, peasily get here. You want to stay in human suffering, call people bad, go for it. It ain't going to change the world. The most amazing thing when you're connected to this field of consciousness. And it began with God for me, which is where when I said, there is no evil, I got psychologists, they're telling me, and I'm like, dude, you, you, these are educated people. Those people, I see them manipulating and using your name. And you know what? This feeling that I have, I know why it is, because I got taught by the same people. But they're not you. And you... If you're all-knowing, all-powerful, and all of this stuff that they said, and your actual son, the son that I got taught about, says, forgive them for they do not know, and speaks of love and kindness, and all these people, they're still using, something's very off. In fact, it's completely off. 5D is Christ consciousness, not because of the religion. It's because of the man that stood in a specific way of what is a oneness consciousness person, his brain, his head, and his body, a safe space. A person who embodied the essence of him, the person. We are all a piece of this consciousness, so we're all an essence of life. The personality matters, that's your free will choice. You get to choose how to work with your rigidity when it comes up. Some people have an easier time choosing how to become flexible because they care about humanity, by the way, that's all. The people who are enlightened in this moment in time, it's because they care about humanity and they're not in the spirituality soul age group. They're not in only the metaphysics as a terrorism. They're not only in human elements. They're the people who are multidisciplinary. They will be respectful to people like me, 5D mystics and any of our conversations. They will be respectful because even if they will not have been through our experiences, they will know enough about neuroscience to know that a supernatural activity is not a hallucination thank you patrick mcnamara that we live it very real they will have the curiosity about it they will want to know more their limbic system will be engaged and wow this is going to be awesome to find out and it's because they love humanity they want to hug humans not a treat i can't wait to meet more of those educators people who are intrigued by mysticism and in a way that removes removes the supernatural, not because it needs to be dismantled. No, there's a new way of being able to explain this field of consciousness. While 4D continues to think of reptilians and machines taking over, I'm so sorry they did not know that technology would be a part of human evolution. I have people that I know who keep talking about technology and ways. They want nature. Go for it. I'm sorry. Did you not know organic material will end up dying? Did you not study basic biology? This is where you're create. when people create this, no, but it's not natural. Uh, we prefer what we know and we're creating something new. You're going to need some time to get familiar with it. It's, this, is, this is not needing an assignment. This does not need a hero. We don't need a villain. <laughs> That's not how it works. And we are part of nature. And, and so is everything that we create. The mature feminine who's in the Enlightenment Soul Age group, sees the patterns of the patterns and the parts of the parts. So when I look at a world, a planet like ours, I'm going to use the, what's the name? The how the universe works people. So they said when they look at planets, the astrophysicists, they have one, two, and three. They, they label the tier of how they're advanced or not. One would be they use their entire Earth's resources. Two, I think it's the galaxy or something, like, or their solar system. And then the third it would be their galaxy, like the entire galaxy, the energy source. 
but that's if they make it out of the first level, which is where they might abuse their power to use or their abuse the energy sources, not learn how to do it. Makes me think of Atlantis, right? So here's where when I heard that, I was like, huh, that's very interesting. You know, us, we don't even get to like a 0.7 or something like that. So we don't know how to use all of our Earth's resources yet. And I'm looking at this from the people who I know love nature and they're all against technology because I hear them all the time. And so they have a bias. They prefer only looking to the past and the indigenous and whatever. And they see the future as this mean thing that's cold, frigid, doesn't exist. And they're blinded by their preference. This is karma right there. I'm not blinded. I know where I come from. I know where I'm at and I know we're headed to where... Thank goodness for science, people, because one day the sun's going to go out, even though I tease my sister about it not ever going out. I know it's a star. I was just trying to make the fact that I don't know because I won't be there. But, you know, this is the part where I actually know it will, according to science, unless they find out that stars live forever, which isn't what the I got as a notice. I got that the last star will go poof and we're going to die in darkness. So there you go. Who knows? We probably won't be here because there's no way that there's going to be any life is it's it's astrophysicists i'm so sorry people actually don't have the audacity to recognize that this is a truth like to me it's it's more like i'm not the one who lives in a fairyland i'm living maybe pseudoscience but i know how it's going to end i'm not afraid of it i I, well, I don't like it it doesn't mean that it's not going to happen so to look at technology and future as this evil thing it's a choice by people who want to just disregard the fact that Earth is organic, star is organic, whatever, however you want to pose it, it's going to have an end of a life cycle. Again, I'm so sorry that this was somehow something that people did not learn to grow up from. And this isn't because I distanced, by the way, like for me, it wasn't me distancing myself from my upbringing. I still feel close to my, my upbringing with, with belief system. I'm just able to have the um, availability of my brain and say i know that physics as a subject matter exists and it's explaining to me something i know with my clairs the neurosciences people can explain things and and i know about my body and my brain and my relationships like this is where i don't understand why people are reactive to information that explains to them how to be an optimally functioning human being by the way infinite higher human consciousness potential it's an experience it's accessible for any person who wants to get there I look forward to bringing more of it to you. And the Enlightenment Soul Age Group, it really rocks. So Solo Poli is the name of the ones of us who get to have more than one twin flame and soulmates and our lovely oversoul and we get to keep moving forward. Who knows how many more of my lifetimes I'll get to see because I actually did figure out some other stuff of my future. I was like, wow, that's really awesome. And then I was like, oh man, that sucks though. I'm going to be alive when we're going out into darkness. But then again, I do want to come back because I love living life. Who wouldn't love living life? And right now it's only 2023. So let's enjoy the sun outside as long as we're waking up, right? And the stars and the skies and have a wonderful, wonderful day. My lovely, lovely HP community will be back with more soon enough.